This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. I've got the music to play. You're listening to Teachers Talk Radio. This is me, Toby Payne Cook, and it's time for the Late Late Chat Show with me and Ed Finch, my excellent friend Ed, who's recovering from a bit of a cold, and so it might be a bit croaky tonight. But anyway, it's good to be here. We're going to talk about um, education. We're going to talk about education conferences on Saturday. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Well, here we are. So um, there's a lot to talk about today. It's, 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 um, there's a lot to talk about today. So I will discuss briefly um, the Rethinking Education Conference that was held in London on Saturday um, and have and discuss some conversations and some Twitter conversations that have come out of that uh, as well and, and generally why teachers give up their time on a Saturday to go to um, these education conferences and, 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 you know, and just sort of pond ponder on that a little bit um and also it's it today everybody it is september the 21st and you know what that means it is the autumn equinox and here is the god of autumn himself himself. hello are you all right good you're good is it autumn are you well enough you You want me say again are are you well enough to do this show I mean, I mean, you you normally talk most of the time anyway, so <laughs> you know it'll be a rest. I'll rest my voice, won't I? But yes. It's, yeah, man. Yes, but no, no, you I'm don't. Right. You right. don't I sound too good. I am. I think I was Sorry. poorly. I was properly poorly. poorly. Yeah, I was probably poorly, but I'm much better now. Much better now. Been I a just bad sound cold. You know when you know when you got a cold and you feel terrible, but you sound okay, so people don't really take it seriously, and yes. then. And then what happens is you start to feel better, yeah. but you sound worse. People start showing you sympathy too little too late. Yes, I agree. It's true. It is the, the, the secrets of, of the beginning, the beginnings of a cold when we're spreading it around and sharing it with our friends and yeah. colleagues. Um, right. There's no real obvious signs to other people, are there? But good point. Well made. And, and Lucy, you've already got sympathy from Lucy. So good evening, everybody. Um, good evening, listeners. Good evening, listen backers. Um, so here in Ed and I. So should we talk about um, autumn first and, and, and the significance of today's date? Um, and and you to stay on the subject of autumn is the question. Well, no, no, exactly. That's why I thought if we I mean, if it, we do. It kind of happens every year, doesn't it? This will be it does my 51st it does. autumn it does. upon this planet, broadly similar to the others. It does happen every year, but it, yeah. it always it, it's it's cyclical. Um, it's always. Yeah, I tell you what, I tell you what though, everybody goes on about autumn leaves, don't they? They go about all the beautiful colour of the autumn leaves. I don't yeah, they come about. a bit later generally, don't they? In autumn, yeah, although yeah. Well, the significant the, bit is that you wake up in the dark and you drive to work in the dark. Yes, yeah, so and you were moaning about this last week, and and it's a, it's a fair <laughs> it's a fair moan. You were. 
You were being yeah, briefly. Well, fair enough. I do moan about it because I love my drive to work. I drive through places. I've been, you know, this area, so you know them. But people who don't know, I don't the, know area the area, the specific your specific drive, I don't actually know that well. To okay, be honest, well, I drive through Venny Tedburn, and then I yes. drive through Tedburn St Mary, then I drive through Cheriton Bishop, mm -hmm. uh, then I drive through Crockenwell. And then I drive through Drew Stainton, past yes. Castle Drogo, down through Sandy Park, not that Sandy Park, different Sandy Park, and that's how I get to Chagford in the morning. And yeah. honestly, those names, you don't get names like that in many parts of the UK, do you? It's a very Devonese-sounding place. I like Cheriton Bishop as a good name, isn't it? Cheriton Bishop. Bishop. Sounds like a beer, really. Although maybe that's because Bishop Fingers a beer. Maybe maybe that's why it sounds like a beer. Maybe it doesn't really sound like a beer because Bishop's Finger doesn't sound like a beer, but it is a beer, if that makes sense. Um, it makes perfect sense, my friend. Yeah. So, um, but we miss because your illness, Ed. We will come back to autumn again in a minute. I'll come back to autumn in a minute. But um, because you 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 weren't feeling good at all, we missed out on our Devon swim together on on Monday morning. Oh, quiet. Try again. Missed out. I went quiet, did I? Yeah, no, it's because I plugged in my headphones and it all went quiet. I don't think that was Oh, awful. I see, I see. Awful. I um, shan't bother. If it's sounding all right, I shall keep them unplugged. Carry on. No, no what were we No, and we missed out on our swim because you weren't feeling no, good no, on, no, on Monday no, morning. Forward to that. I'd had it a was... heavenly um, bank holiday weekend up to that point. I'd had a beautiful day on Saturday and Sunday. And You've then been on up to the Cotswolds, haven't you? Monday, I were going to... I was going to uh, drive up the coast and take a swim in the sea with you, and I was looking forward to it more than I could speak. But I woke up in the morning, and it wasn't going to happen. I was no, not no. Well. I was that was fair enough. But it was very, it was very autumnal on mm. on um, Monday morning because when I left um, my mum's house, uh, in which is about ten miles, eight miles inland, um, eight nine miles inland, um, it was only four degrees this was at about ooh, half past seven i think i left um as about four degrees it was it was it was beautiful sunny morning and fresh and dewy and and all that lovely autumnal feel in the air but it was cold 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 it got a little warmer as i got close to the coast because of course that's the that's the effect of the sea um, nice. So it was milder. It was about eight degrees when I got out of the car at Bucks Mills and then walked down the hill. Um, of course, I knew the sea was still going to be warm from um, all that summer heat, um, although we have had a little rain recently and there hadn't been any warm sun beating down on it. So it felt pretty chilly getting in, it felt pretty chilly getting in. But once I was in, once I was in, I was like a pig in poo. It was very, very pleasing. It was a beautiful morning. And I had a beautiful sunset walk the night before out at Heartland. So I managed to stoke up. I was, the, was blessed with great autumnal weather for my, and then I visited mother in hospital on Sunday afternoon. And, and then Monday was with her in hospital from about half past 10 until about half past 12. So watching the, the procession to and from the, the Queen's funeral. So, um, so, so it was a good trip. What make of the Queen's funeral? Did she, was she well, broadly in favour? Yes, she liked she liked it very much, but it was a bit weird. I mean, at least I'd seen her on the on the Sunday because we had a good chat and a good catch up on the Sunday um, afternoon, and then and then of course, you know, we, we were sitting and watching it. I was sitting next to her, and holding her hand all the way through. It was really sweet, um, yeah. and there were six other 
inmates, as mother calls them, um, yeah. some of them her sort of her hospital friends. Um, uh, you know, it was quite it was quite um, quite intriguing. Um, you know, that everyone was just sitting in silence on on those sort of comfy, mm. comfy but sticky bottomed chairs. Do you know what I mean? My sticky bottomed chair. You know, when you've got this sort of vinyl vinyl chairs yeah, with, um, no, and, and you yeah, know your yeah, sort of bottom good. sticks. And I hadn't. I hadn't. Sorry, this is too graphic for for some listeners, possibly. But because I've been swimming in the sea a little bit before, um, a wipeable chair, Lucy. Good point. Well made. Um, and um, because I've been swimming in the sea and I'd toweled myself off, but I hadn't washed the dried salt off my no. buttocks, and I had that sort of itchy. You know, you get dried salt on your buttocks, and you're sitting on a vinyl chair for an hour and a half, sort of sweating a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, it was itchy. It was. Itchy. Itchy and awkward. So my mum, we liked it, and we had a little bit of chat afterwards. Of course, we were silent through the funeral service, and 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 we sort of quite had a whisper conversation afterwards. And I chatted to to Phyllis, one of the um, ladies who was in the hospital with her, a little bit, and 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 there was a chap um, next to mum. I think called Steve, who who really loved it. He was really, really sort of effusive and thought it was a very, very poignant and very lovely service, and he was very excited. Um, but interestingly, only seven of the 16 members of the older person psychiatric ward actually mm. watched it in this room. There was one person who's, who I won't mention her name, but who kind of kept coming in and out and got told off by the, by the carers and nurses because she was sort of disturbing the, the peace, I suppose, mm. for want of a better word. Um, but, um, but it was, it was, it was nice. It was, it was obviously, um, it was, it was a nice thing to be able to go and do and watch with, with my mum. Um, it, but the whole day, I mean, I, I, you, last week we had quite a sort of discussion about it all, didn't we? And um, and I came out in defence of the royal family, I think, whereas you were a little bit more sceptical, perhaps a little bit more. I, don't th- I think there wasn't much from blue water between our positions. Were there, there wasn't much. There wasn't much. But I felt, I felt, I have to say, I watched a bit more back at my mum's in the afternoon. The winds, the winds, a bit of the procession, and. Um, yeah. My gosh, it's incredible, but it it went on a bit, didn't it? Really, I mean, I, I think oh, I know that's disrespectful, but it went on a bit. I mean, if it was a Glastonbury headline set, <laughs> I think people might have walked out in the middle. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I have to say, I didn't actually watch any of it. I was too no. busy being ill. I was in. Bed you were reading a book, busy. though. You read a book. Yeah, well, you can read a book when you're ill. You're allowed to do that. No, 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 I know, but but you you tweeted about a book that you'd read whilst being ill in bed, and I can't remember what it was, and you rather liked it, I think. It was a set of short stories in the um, Rivers of London world. I don't know if you've read David Aronovich's Rivers of London and its many sequels and offshoots. No, but uh, you always ask me if I've read any book, and I've never read the books you ask me because I no, I, I, I feel that. like a Rivers complete ignoramus, Ed, when I'm speaking Rivers to of you. London, I thought it was going to be about the secret hidden rivers of London. You know, the River Ephra and the River This and the River That, all those ones that are underground now. <clears throat> and I picked I picked it up in 2018, read the first chapter, and there was no bloody rivers in it at all. <laughs> I put it down. <laughs> I thought this isn't remotely what I wanted. It's a uh, sort of slightly comedic police procedural in a world which has magic right um, i didn't fancy it at all that was in 2018 uh put it down and picked it up again last year i loved it i thought it was clever and funny and imaginative and made me yeah. look at london again and do you know what and the, and the and the rivers do turn up they were there they really I just up, yeah. 
So I read and that he's, a while, he's a, he's a, I used to like David Aravnitz's writing in the uh, Independent, in the print Independent back in the day. Yeah. He's a good yeah, writer. He did, yeah. mean, he, did a lot, he did a lot of script writing back in the day. Anyway, I have read, the, so the first book in the series is called Rivers of London, and then um, a friend very kindly gave me this set of short stories based in that world, which yeah. I really enjoyed. So on the basis of that, given that I was still in bed, still shivering and honking, I uh, downloaded second in the series onto the kindle and uh i'm about a third of the way in and enjoying it enormously so there you go there's my there's my book recommendation if you want something mindless like it's not challenging it's not difficult it's quite funny it's it's just you know there's the sort of thing you read when you're ill and i and good i enjoy it well yeah. done well done david and i'm glad that he can now retire peacefully on the his, Yes. Yeah, can I can I can I just before can I interrupt Ed and ask okay, I just yeah. want I, you 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 because you've got some new fangled device you come up on the radio show as CPD CC Yaff um and so I know I know that's you um yeah. I would just like to know and I'd like to I just the people who are listening live which is a, a few of you not many, but um, it's lovely to have you with us. I know Lucy comes up as listed as Lucy and Kate comes up listed as Kate. Um, Kate, do you mind in the chat revealing um, what your surname is? And if we know you on Twitter, are you are you someone who who um, oh, I know, you I, listened I know last week? You I know who Kate is. OK. All right. OK. We know who Kate is. OK. I think I know who Kate is, too, then. OK. Um, Snit PSNC. Snit PSNC, reveal yourself. Do I know you? I've not seen Snit PSNC. I'm not asking you to call in. I'm just asking you to put who are you in the chat. Um, and is RQEUWWBQ? That's not Rachel Ross, is it? I don't know why I think it might be Rachel Ross, but I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think it is. I love the Rivers of London series. Well, whoever it is, as RQ, RQ. Woo -woo. I'm just looking back at the comments. Lucy's yeah. on full who tonight. else we got? We've got Tim, Kem Kamada. Good evening, Tim, and lovely Lucy. Yeah. Lucy, who you, Lucy, I'd like to thank you. You've re you've retweeted our show or or um, and promoted our show, and um, it, we should because, hire her. And you've said really nice things her. about us. You've said really nice things about us, yeah. and and, and it, we love having you with us. And and um, that's it, really. Okay. Um, with you, the, the thing is, Toby, I've never seen her say anything horrible about anyone. So I, no, know, she's no, basically she, a very nice person. Yeah, <laughs> she might be yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. there thinking this is terrible rot, but too polite to say it. <laughs> um, it okay. And anyway, yeah, no, I know she is really, really, really lovely. We've got really two lovely. swerves here. We were doing some serious stuff here about about royal family and all that, weren't yeah. we? And then I swerved it off into Rivers of London, for which I apologise. No, and well, then, I, I asked you. I asked swerved you. off again into who are the people we've got right. sufficiently few listeners that we can actually find out their names. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right, <laughs> who was Tim Mycock was, was it Tim Mycock was saying, so, uh, no, it wasn't, it was Richard Newbold, wasn't it? So have you ever mapped your listeners? Like, <laughs> it wouldn't take long. <laughs> uh, uh, well, sorry, this, this throaty thing. This is international radio show. You're not allowed to laugh, Ed, because it hurt, must hurt. Are you, really um, so, um, 
difficult <laughs> achievement. Oh my gosh. This is great radio, listening to Ed Cough. Okay, so so there's not much more to say about autumn other than today's the autumn equinox, which I think is 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 not a lot of people understand what equinox means when I teach it to children. Um, I say, why why do you think it's called the equinox? Um, what does equi sound like and and nox and um and they you know I have to spell it out um that it means yeah. equal equal night equal length day and night so. It's, it's halfway yeah. between the solstices. Anyway, um, but that's enough well, about autumn for now. Tell us about the position of the sun in relation to the uh, to the, uh, to the to the earth. Then I understand that it's equal. We'll get twelve tonight. We'll get twelve hours of night and twelve hours of day, and then it gets even worse after that. Well, I suppose in our, in our in our orbit of the sun. The the, the yeah. earth is tilted on its axis, right? So the earth right. tilted on its axis. If if it far. wasn't. Yeah, and it's tilted by I think twenty three degrees ish from from. Um, oh, I love the uh, three degrees. And yeah. and twenty three degrees, and because and so when it's in in That's when they had the big band yeah. in the summer, in high summer summer solstice in in late June, oh. um, the tilt is facing towards the sun. Does that make sense? So yes. when when the Earth is spinning on its axis, there's a lot more. And because we're quite north, far north in the northern hemisphere, there's a lot more sun flooding the top of the globe, if you like, because um, it's spinning tilted towards the sun. In the winter solstice, we are tilted away um, from the sun um, and therefore um, we are exposed to a lot less sun um for you know in, in as we spin on our axis every every 24 hours. Um, and whereas in now, on September 21st and March 21st, I'm sort of halfway through, we're neither tilted towards nor away. We're sort of side on. Does that make sense? So sort of side on um, in in our orbit of the sun. So um, that means that we get um, an equal amount of daylight hours and an equal amount of Nighttime hours, okay, and that's, I'm looking that's the it. Chat and people, I'm looking at the chat, boys. Can we have a thumbs up if you understood or understood that? Yeah. Oh yeah, they love it. They love it. Love, love it. Anyway, where were we? What were we going to talk about? I'm sure. Well, I think we talk about we just we talk about rethinking Ed a bit and the rethinking Ed, yeah. Ed conference. And and I'm 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 after the news. I'm more interested in talking about Saturdays in general and and some of the lovely conversations and some of the slightly feisty conversations that have happened on on Twitter. As a consequence right. of some some stuff that's happened after it, I, I think yeah. get into yeah, yeah that'd be quite good. Very cheery stuff, very fun stuff. Yes, yeah, 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 go, yeah. Go. Um, But I think right. I, I really it was a lovely day. So first of all, a big big shout out to to James Mannion, who is a man on a mission. Um, and he he's he was he was you know I, I met him several times through the day, and he was increasingly calmer as the day went on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think what was lovely about about the day was the, the way he involved um, and and him James and the rest of the organising committee and 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 uh, and people, um, you know, involved a lot of a, a diverse bunch of people. So it wasn't just teachers. It was there were a lot of children. There were a lot of children there, um, you know, who either had been home educated or were very engaged um, children. Mm-hmm. Children speaking and stuff. And and I I, I actually have I've left my program at school, so that's not much use. So I can't I can't talk through what I went to see, although I can remember who I went to see. So it's it's not it's not too bad. But um, but I did go to see two girls. Um, 
and who I could look up on my phone their names, but but the two girls who you know they're in their mid late teens. Um, I think well one of them is at Oxford University now, and they were just um, uh, really powerful. Just just I mean there wasn't they weren't really. It was it was a discussion. It was a kind of workshop about about empowering it and empowering change. And it was very idealistic. The girls were idealistic about, you know, well, you know, we can affect change if we if we want to change something, we can do it and you can make it happen. And, you know, it was, it was about sort of um, the, the youth is it youth parliament or something? I'm I'm not really remembering this very well because I haven't got my notes in front of me either. Um, but that was that was that was great. And they some of the children spoke at the end of the day. Um, I think the best. Uh, I was great to hear Deborah Kidd speak um, about her curriculum of hope and and story. You know, yeah. teaching through st- the storytelling. Um, I mm. I met Tim. I sat next to Tim. Uh, you know Tim. Tim. Tim Taylor, I sat next to Tim um, and, you know, it's a mantle of the expert, but I didn't go to Tim's oh, talk, yeah. but it was great to meet him, oh, great to meet him and talk to him. If I had known you were going to sit next to Tim, I would have instructed you to give him a big hug from me. I don't know when I asked. Well, I did. I know I said, I, I said that you're great friends with Ed. I not really months ago. Exactly. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah, we talked about oh, that. Yeah. So, so I, I got to meet Tim. I got to, I got to say hello to Deborah, but I didn't, I don't think I didn't really have a chat. But her talk was good. Um, and then I met Nick Corston, who was, who was frantically going around with, with, with his. He was doing sort of filming it and live streaming it, and so he was, he was pretty deep in tech. Um, and, and then, but I think the talk that was, was just a healthy reminder that I perhaps enjoyed the most, which wasn't necessarily. Sp- really specific to the event um, was um, Neil Mercer, who's a, a professor lecturer um, at University of Cambridge um, Department of Education or School of Education or whatever, mm-hmm. um, Faculty of Education. And um, he just he just gave a talk about interthinking and talked, you know, he talked, it was it was obviously quite Vygotsky-esque and social mm-hmm. constructivism and and just really reminded us of how how, you know, uh, you know, we we've gone so far down at the moment. Our current current ed edu trend is is all about, um, you know, the, he wasn't he wasn't scathing about direct instruction and and mm-hmm. knowledge rich and all that sort of stuff. But he was saying, you know, we learn the the the, diff, the thing that makes humans different to all other animals is that we have a mega brain which is the combination of all our brains and and all previous brains yeah. and and it's it's that communication and and discussing stuff and that's that's how we sort of learn really is by by discussing stuff we don't and 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 so he he gave a talk about you know how to you know and that's right he he was he said that you know some schools now are not doing group work because group work doesn't work well, group work doesn't work um, if you're trying in in in, in a very simplified, oversimplified system. Um, but but then most people don't do group work properly. You know, so that's what he was talking about. How you do constructive group work, and you know, he, he wasn't saying that we should do group work all the time. But the idea that children may never experience working in a group um, or learning from each other or discussing stuff in small groups with or without a teacher through their whole school day for their whole school term for the whole school year is that that's that's a scary place to have got to yeah well, um, i'll tell you what lots of you people know? are gonna go you put that that on the on the twitter as oh we never meant that oh no that wasn't what we meant the great you know it's the great art of putting out and pulling back isn't it you know which we oh. see you know but uh, yeah no it really upsets me it really annoys me and i'm you know i'm fairly happy to 
nail the colours on the mast on that one and just go, look, it's great for some things and it's not great yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 I think uh, you know doing some some composition together today and it was a great lesson. They had a lovely bloody time and they learned a lot about composition and you know it was a useful thing. And yeah, they were working in groups to do it, but you know, they also this is music, you know, you can't do music by direct instruction. At some point somebody's gonna have to try and play an instrument, and you have to try and get them into a ensemble and then you'll have to coach them in the ensemble, won't you? Yeah, and you're not going to be able to do drama lessons through direct instruction. So you start working that way, and you start thinking maybe there's quite a few things I can't do in that limited. Or parts of it I can. Parts of it, you know, parts of the of the English syllabus, whether it's GCSE or A level or even at Key Stage Two. Yes, there's parts of that I can just sit them down and teach them what a relative clause is and how to punctuate it correctly, depending on whether it gives extra information or actually defines, you know, I can do this stuff. It has been my job, but I don't think that you know, this is, a, it's, it's, you know, yes, I can teach you to use the tool. Yeah. You know, but at some point we're going to have to let you make something with it. And at that point, standing up the front with a knowledge organizer and waving it in the air gets me nowhere. No. That's when I need to get amongst you. And that's when I need to, to do some inspire and let, let get you let you inspire each other a bit. Yes, you will make some terrible shit. You will. I know yes. you will. But you've got to make the terrible stuff, you know, so that you can learn how it works and learn how to make it better. Like this, but they're they're novices, you know. Teachers are experts. Like every teacher in this country is an expert in the subject they struggled through their degree in. You know, like that's the yeah. main thing is that they're an expert geographer or chemist. No, no, no. Then that's that's not what we need. We need people who've got the subject knowledge, but who are expert at teachers, and that's about people skills, and that's about making things happen in the classroom. I imagine. I mean, I tweeted earlier, and I was taking a mic, but it was true. I did an assembly this afternoon. To me, it was not the greatest assembly of my life. You know, I do an assembly five times a week. <laughs> you know, they're of variable yeah. quality. Well, I did one this afternoon, and at the end of it, one of the kids in year two started clapping and she's she's uh, she's an interesting character i love her a lot uh, she starts clapping nobody's quite sure what to do <laughs> there's 150 kids in the hall and they're looking at each other thinking well it, it seems rude if we don't now so then this sort of it grows from out there from year two it grows out until i've got all the kids for up to year six giving me a round of applause for my lame yeah. assembly I like I you can see that. the grown-ups looking at each other thinking, well, what are we going to do? So they start joining in. And then one of the kids leans forward, one of the Earth 3s leans forward, and she says, it really was a very good one, Mr Finch. I'm like, thank you very much. What What was it that you, you do you remember what it was that you said that, that, that triggered the initial clap? Or what was it, the, what was the key message or or something that made this, this child? I was talking about, uh, about the, chiefly, it was about the difference between equality and equity. And I oh. do this once in a while, this assembly. It's an assembly that, that comes out a couple of times a year, often when there's something that happens that I think it needs reiterated. Yeah. You know, and the reason we do this, like, you know, everybody is special, everybody's different, and everybody gets what they what they need, you know. So some children might need an extra five minutes to complete their work, and some children might need a kick up the bum to finish it dead on time. You know, teachers are skilled and they do this. <laughs> But sometimes you just need to go through it again and go, yeah, look, it's, it's not unfair if this kid has got a, got a wheelchair and I haven't, 
you know, that's not unfair because we're not looking for equality here. Are we? We're looking for equity. We're looking for people to have what they need. And it's not unfair if he's got a hearing aid and I haven't because maybe he needs it. And then, you know, and we extrapolate from this and we say this child sometimes doesn't get told off for acting, doing things that another kid in the class might. Not big yeah. things, not like hitting people, but like she gets out of her chair and goes for a little walk or she might call out a bit. And, you know, I'm promising you this is fair. So what might the reason behind that be? And the children surmise that maybe she's, you know, maybe she finds it really hard to sit down. And we've made a little agreement that it's OK if she does a little bit of, you know, children are quite good at this. But you have to get into the conversation once in a while to reactivate it. So that's yeah. all that all it was. I think partly they were sympathetic because they could hear I was struggling. You know, they could hear that my voice was was causing yes. pain. So I think there was that nice thing. Kids are nice. And I think poor Mr. Finch, he's been working hard today, but, you know. Then I think maybe I just finished it with a tiny bit of a flourish. You know, I can't remember what the closing line was, but maybe there was a bit of a da -da 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 in my voice that sort of signaled this is the end. You know, we yeah. laugh at jokes. If you go to a stand up gig or if you sit in a, in a, around a table in a pub with people, it's as much the rhythm and the cadence that people are laughing at. Oh, and yes. once you've noticed that, you go, oh my God, people, they're not even saying funny things, but it just goes, goes yeah, da da da. A year to do, you know, and then people get on a rhythm of laughter that means you can trigger it just with that um, stuff that sounds like it's funny, even if it isn't. And I think actually that's quite significant in what gets the claps. That's why Liz Trust goes wrong, yeah. Oh yeah, wrong, you know, because her cadences don't let people know when they're meant to clap. They're very obedient audiences. If you go to the Conservative Party conference. You know, they're very obedient. They know Don't do that. Do. Don't go to the Conservative Party conference, oh, Ed. No, I'm not going. Well, <laughs> you I'm might shoot someone. Is, my boss is going. <laughs> Did you know that? My boss is going. He's, uh, he's uh, said, well, it's not my natural environment, but if I get to influ influence a few people, or at least let them hear my voice, then I'll go. But um, Wow. Yeah, no, okay. so Liz Truss, whenever she speaks, she's just, she can't time, she doesn't get no. stress-timed language in the right way, so it falls flat, and that makes her look like a fool, which is kind of the... It's equally dangerous, I think, as the as the Boris effect, where he can the make Boris effect. Well, the Boris effect that was his one. I mean, he was a bum. He bumbled, and and he had a horrible yeah. sort of manner in the way that he sort of he became yeah. comedic and a parody of himself. But but he could be, and and this is why he became so popular. He could be. A, he was. He could be a very good orator if you like that kind of thing, like like that if kind of style, you know. And and I, I can't do that. But, but that, and that was the only thing he could do well, really. Yeah. And, and that, 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 that got him through. I thought he was a lot cleverer than he was because he could do that thing. It's quite a public school yeah. thing and it's quite an Oxford yeah. thing. And I didn't go to a public school, but I did go to Oxford. So, you know, maybe I've got a tiny bit of it myself. Rudely, most offensive thing that's ever happened to me. I've been a head teacher for more than one and a half years now. Uh, so I'm cracking on here. But uh, most offensive thing on a phone call to a parent who wasn't particularly happy with the service she was re receiving she said sometimes when i talk to you mr finch i think i'm talking to boris johnson and i thought my word that stings yeah <laughs> wow said a lot of, you, you've accused me of a great deal in the past but this i've one... met quite a few people who are quite similar to boris in my in my mm. earlier life i don't i tend to avoid meeting people like that now but but mm. um and and i would say you and boris have only attending university of oxford in common and that's <laughs> yeah. about it that's um, where we overlap yeah 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 not much similar anyway ed i think after that story you deserve oh bless you. 
there you go. You I think much. sound effects are needed for that. Um, anyway, um, it's news time. So um, we've got a lot to carry on with. So I've got a little bit more analysis of the conference and my talk. And then we're going to talk about um, Saturdays and, and people like me and Ed and, and lots of you who listen to this show giving up Saturdays to go and, and sort of have a busman's holiday, for want of a better term. Um, mm. And I'm going to analyse that a little bit and shout out a couple of people who I met at the conference and discuss this with there afterwards in the pub. Um, so um, anyway, um, more on that after the news... Um, on the adverts, the adverts, the news and the tech update, which I can't remember how long it is. I think it's about six minutes. Um, so um, here you go, everybody. Back in six minutes. Hi, I'm Charlie Burley, the teacher's health coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators, Rewriting Wellbeing. It's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition, movement, mindset, workload and wellbeing in school. You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers, including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger, and many more. There'll be talks, workshops, and time to network with like-minded colleagues. We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch, and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity, EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. With schools across all four home nations due to close on Monday the 19th of September as part of the plans for the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II, much of this week's news is set to focus on issues away from reflections and remembrance of the UK's longest serving monarch. In Scotland, the largest teaching union has voted to go on strike in a dispute over pay. The Educational Institute of Scotland, known as EIS, rejected a 5% pay offer following a ballot. The EIS announced on Friday the 16th of September that 91% of the responses to the consultative ballot had voted in favour of strike action. 94% of votes were also in favour of rejecting the 5% pay offer. 78% of all union members responded to the ballot. The union, which represents 8 out of 10 Scottish teachers, will reject the offer next week and move to a statutory ballot on strike action. EIS General Secretary said... Teachers have simply had enough of the year-on-year -year struggle to achieve a fair pay settlement. She went on to say that 5% offer represents a real terms cut of 7%. Scottish teachers have previously been offered rises of 2% and 3.5% before the offer of 5%. The AIS said teachers' request for 10% was fair and reasonable.
The Times has released its 2023 Good University Guide, with many media outlets from across the home nations reporting on the standings. With student debt now averaging around £50,000, it's more important than ever that young people research and find the right institution and course for them. The list includes profiles of 135 universities across Britain and uses data published by institutions in the last two months. The University of Bath is named University of the Year. Whilst it ranks eighth in the overall list, up from ninth in 2021, it won the award due to its strength across the board. Exeter was runner-up in this category, with Birmingham, Oxford and Surrey also shortlisted. Whilst Oxford misses out on the University of the Year award, it has again topped the league table, a position it has held for the past 12 years. St Andrews in Scotland was ranked second. Durham University was named Sports University of the Year thanks to its collegiate structure which encourages high levels of participation. The full list can be found by subscribing to the Times website. And finally, 250 former students at Bedford's Training College were awarded honorary degrees and reunited by the University of Bedfordshire this week. The graduates, now in their 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, attended the college between 1940 and 1978. The college, known in later years as the Bedford College of Physical Education, held a special ceremonies to celebrate sport and lifelong learning through physical activity. Most of the recipients have taught PE in schools, universities and local communities over the decades. In a week where service to others has been at the forefront of reflections about Her Majesty the Queen, the college has recognised the service and dedication of its former students. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about a social media post we regularly see. It goes something like this. I'm trying to show my class the reach of social media. Please reply with where you are in the world. Personally, I love this post and to honour it, I'm going to try it myself with a slight twist. I'm going to use the insert 3D map in Excel to show all of the places in the reply on a map of the world. It's so easy to do. You simply put a title in a new column, for example, towns, and then add all of the place names below. Finally, click insert and choose 3D map. If it's the first time you're using it, you'll need to follow a few prompts to get it working, but you'll be greeted with a 3D map of the world with a little square pinning all of the places you typed in. If you don't use Excel, don't worry. You can do the same in Google Maps by clicking on directions and adding every place as a waypoint on a journey. This is a great way of showing pupils the reach of social media posts in a way that they can visualize. I'll post the final map next week so you can use it with your pupils and save you a job. So what are you waiting for? Reply to my tweet or tell at TT Radio 2022 where you are and tag me in at Steve Woods one to one. Next week I'll post the results. TZ Radio 2022. Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Back in the room. Hello. Hey. Yay. So back in the room. Back in the room. Back in the room. So um Oh, Ed. Right. So I was talking about um, talks at the Rethinking Education Conference. So let's just you were. Yeah, and, yeah. and another one that I went to see that in some ways, I think probably the most inspirational talk was the first talk I went to. I nearly went to go and listen to who was probably the most prominent and after the conference 
the most controversial on Twitter. I nearly went to listen to Naomi Fisher talk about, you know, why school doesn't work for, for people. And, and she's busy on Twitter and a lot of people are busy countering her on Twitter. We'll come back to that in a moment. But I didn't go and see her because I thought, well, I can see her all over Twitter. And, and I tried, with the exception of Deborah Kidd, who's got a book, I tried to avoid, I tried, I didn't go and see people speak who've got a book that I could read or I could, or I've got a bit of a presence on Twitter. So, so again, I'll mention someone, um, Walden Kent, um, who's Ben, Benjamin White, who is fairly local to me in Kent. He's got, he wrote a book recently with um, Becky Allen and uh, Matt, surname I forget, who's a head teacher somewhere, um, who's a great guy on Twitter as well, um, about the next big thing. And so, so I got to meet Ben, but I didn't go and listen to him speak, although I would have loved to have done, um, because I wanted to go and see people who who I couldn't really see in in the in on Twitter or read a book, if that makes sense, in, in great detail. So um one talk I went to was the two the co-heads of School 360, which is a no. primary school in Stratford, part of Big Education, um, which is School 21, which was set up, you know, by Peter Hyman and and um, that sort of rethinking assessment, head, hand no. and heart kind of kind of thing. No. Um, love it. I absolutely love it. And they were absolutely inspirational. So Andy with an I, female Andy Sylvain. And uh, again, I haven't got the programme with me. And Sarah um Celez something um they were they were they were brilliant and and they just spoke about how they they've only they, the, the primary school only goes up to the end of year one at the moment they've only got the first two years um you know filling up from from new and so but they're you know they're of course they have to do the whole um sats and phonics tests and and times table screenings and all that sort of stuff but they're their curriculum design is is very very different um to to the conventional sort of um uh school and they were they were just great people and 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 um, it was really interesting it was quite interesting yeah. how they came to be co-heads because it's quite rare for schools to have co-heads and um they applied um and they interviewed but with other people um and it was a bit like a sort of x factor you know rearrangement i mean i'm not i'm not a big fan of the x factor well it's not on anymore is it but um you know used to sort of sometimes have band come together and audition and then and then simon cowell go well i don't like you but i like you and in that other band over there i don't like you but i like you so we're going to put you two together and and um it was quite interesting their story of how they'd come together and and doing this thing you know very very differently um and that was inspiring and so i obviously as i did when i was a scientist in in industry and you know you go away on a conference um, or, or or a meeting on a different site with different people. You know, you you come back into the normal workplace, and and you can tell that someone's been on a course or they've been on a conference because they're sort of all upbeat and and buoyed and and mm. kind of oh yes, I love this job. It's it's got so much potential, but we could do this and this and this and this. And and uh, but but um, you know, so there there was lots of just really really positive people. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, you, you can extrapolate it, and some of it may be a bit, a bit unrealistic and a bit out of kilter with 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 um, 
with where the country and is at at the moment. Um, but but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be talking about these things, or we shouldn't be shouldn't be. And and James is on a real mission to actually you know properly get this get this going. And and so were quite a few of the prominent speakers there really doing things differently. But then after the event, it's sort of dismissed a bit, isn't it? By 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 certain other prominent people on Twitter. So so yeah, Naomi yeah. Fisher, you know, you know, she's saying that that people should have the choice and and of course, you know, uh, that's not a it's easy to knock that down because, you know, we can all think of a a, a 9-year-old or a even a 5-year-old and certainly many many 14-year-olds who would obviously choose to go and do something other than being in a classroom. And and they might choose to go and, you know, waste their life away, you know, doing something totally unconstructive. But but that's that's not really the point. The point is, is that that we as, as children, as school children, have very little choice about what they learn and when they learn it. And, and they have increasingly less choice about how they learn it as well. And and yeah. so it's it's more, you know, it's it's not. You know, yeah, you go and go and play football, or you can go fishing in the local pond and and get up to nefarious deeds with the local ne'er do wells. And and you know, it's not it's not it's not about that. It's more it's more about a sort of system change, isn't it? Where you have and I'm I'm not saying that I believe in that that utopia at all, but but I think that the fact that it just gets sort of knocked down and dismissed so readily. Tom Sherrington, who normally... Oh, yeah. I, I, I find I normally align with him reasonably closely. I like him personally. The couple of times I've met him, and I think he speaks good sense. But he was saying, and it was an obvious subtweet of the rethinking. Edge, yeah. I thought, if I've misread it, I apologise, but it seemed to me to be an obvious subtweet. And he was saying, you know, these people are talking about you know, other ways it could be. Why don't they just deal with the real world? This is how it is. And you think, okay, because on Monday we'll go back to work and we will deal with the real world as it actually is. You know, we will. Yeah. This is our weekend. There's nothing wrong with imagining something different. And, and you know, other things are, are, are possible. I know that lots of the people who go, you know, who were, who would have been sniping from the sidelines, a lot of those people would be the people who are very critical of what's happened in the Welsh curriculum. And yeah. I'm sure that hasn't been, it isn't perfect and hasn't been implemented perfectly in all places. But that is an example of a place where they've gone, let's try this differently. And it wasn't very long ago that we were in that position in the, you know, in England, because we had the Rose Report and we were just about to roll out a very significant change to how curriculum was going to work. We'll mm. never get to do that experience and find out how it would have worked out. Maybe they're right. Maybe it would have crashed and burned and maybe we would but we'd be looking at a different world now had it gone that way. So I say, if you want to give up your time at a weekend and you want to go and sit with a couple of other hundred people in a room and fill yourself with optimism and a sense of purpose, fill yourself with a sense that there are other people in this profession who care as I do. Yeah. Do that. Yes. No, it, you're still exactly. going to have to get them through the GCSEs and the A-levels because that's the game we're playing. It doesn't mean that's the only game there is to play. And no, that's done, exactly I, that's it. But do I think these people say that I shouldn't go out on a Saturday and have a game of football, or I shouldn't go out on a Saturday and have a uh, go fishing. They're not saying that. We must be threatening something that they're a bit scared about. Then, for them to come onto the social media, I'm honestly, it's similarly 
you know, because I, you know, where I sit. Similarly, yeah. you know, the people who carp about research ed, you know, like you didn't go, don't go. Yeah. Part of this is the reason with with, with Brewed, after the first couple of no, sorry, the first couple of Brewheads, we did loads of tweeting and we'd be tweeting people's slides and tweeting snippets of people's talks very industriously as if this was a real purposeful thing, you know, to spread the word. And then we, and then we had a sea change, actually. It was the guys of Scousehead who, who sort of put it into words and said, they said, actually, we don't really care because there's always someone outside sitting there waiting for us to say something that they then can say, oh, look at these lazy teachers who just want this or it's unrealistic or that. You know, there's people waiting to make those sort of pointless criticisms from outside the room. Let's keep it inside the room. You know, these people turned yeah. up on a Saturday to sit in this pub and have these conversations. Let's not, you know. Well, I that's think that's, that, that's absolutely yeah. it. And I think that was the conversation that I had after the conference in the pub with with a, a few people, including including Ben, who has spoken at Research Eds and attended Research Eds, and Katie Finlayson, who's a home ed educator um, mm -hmm. based in Wales. Um, but, but you know, is very much part of, you know, I met her, her two teenage daughters, one who's just done her GCSEs and is now at a further education college um, for the first time. So we had a really fascinating conversation in the pub with, with Katie and and Ben and 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 Katie's two daughters, who who were impressive people. Um, but we but but you know, Ben and Katie could talk about the rethinking Ed angle. You know, the the, the kind of radical system change reevaluation, thinking about you know what's not working in the current system, and and you know and and then, but also from from the research Ed perspective, which is, you know. It is really focused on trying to improve the system we have, yes, and trying to improve outcomes in the system we have for for more children, and and is is therefore actually quite a narrow a narrow thing. But it's it's and 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 what what um and I don't want to misquote anyone, so I'm not gonna I'm not going to say who said what, but but I think um one person I was speaking to on the day sort of said you know actually the vibe at research ed and the vibe at rethinking ed is very similar you know you've just got people who are really interested in in meeting like-minded people who've got a big idea whether it's about something very much very current very classroom based very current outcome based or whether it's a really big idea about something out there and actually the the kind of type of people who go to these things are are um perhaps quite similar you know even though even though the, the the sort of the vibe if you like the twitter vibe is 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 quite different mm. of the outcomes of these things actually the sort of it's be, just people who are interested in education i think speaking personally you know i work in a, a private and independent prep school that we try to do things a little bit differently you know we're quite into the kind of learning learner profile stuff and we're into we're not into terminal exams that we you know which 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 prep schools all used to be there's this thing called common entrance which is basically yeah. a a set of exams like mini gcse's done at the end of kind of key stage 3 um and and we we've moved away from that except for in english and maths but we might you know um and we we've we're actually still you're so in science and the humanities and and drama and and everything we we sort of build a learner profile um for varied forms of assessment through through some modular ex content based exams in subjects like science and geography and so forth but they're modular they're not having to revise two and a half years content worth of work at, at 13 anymore um which is a ridiculous idea um 
and and then there's coursework and projects and and assessed practicals and and so it's just and, and and role play and stuff in drama and it's not you know la 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 and so it's just I, we're quite into the learner profile thing but but in all other respects we're a very very conservative very conventional you know mainstream education um uh, you know we're not particularly selective um and and so and that's that but so on my day job is completely different to going to rethinking education or doing this radio show and and you know thinking big thinking differently about an edutopia or about what a very different school system could look like and so i've worked out on saturday perhaps for the first first time that really it's not a busman's holiday. It, it's I'm just really interested in education. I'm just yeah. and and as a teacher, you know, one would hope that all teachers are really interested in education. But I think for most teachers, controversial, it's just a job. It's something we do, right? And 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 the vast majority of teachers are not on Twitter, are not reading educational books, and are not going to conferences on Saturdays. Some mm. schools. Some schools and some cultures of schools might use these Saturday conferences and research ed perhaps more so than rethinking ed as CPD. And yes, there I had some fantastic CPD on on Saturday. You know, Neil Mercer's talk really reminded me about how to do group work well, and that's a really useful pedagogical skill. And and so it was it was great CPD, but that's not why I went. Um, I went because you know just like I might go to a philosophy lecture on a Saturday of mm. my own volition or a, or a music gig or, or or for a walk with a bunch of ramblers or like-minded people you know I, it was just, it's something I'm interested in so I'm not giving up my Saturday for work it's really not that it's it's something no. entirely different and in the ideal world go, it wouldn't be the same would it no it and in in the ideal world of course because I am an idealist you know a lot of the stuff that's talked about at these conferences um, or brew eds or whatever, one would be able to enact in my in my day job, you know. But but then, uh, you I know, obviously not. You know, I was with brew ed when people listen to me, which you know happens passingly rarely. I would say, listen, we got people from such very very different. We you know we aspire to have people from such very different areas that there probably aren't very many tips you can give which will be useful on Monday morning in brew ed because we want to have. Um, people from the broadest range of educational sectors. You know, we want primary and secondary and PRUES and we want special and we want ITT. So if somebody gets up and tells you a good way to bring the children into the class, it's really not going to be relevant to everybody. I yeah. say, you know, go CPD in, in the old fashioned sense of it. It might give you something useful to do on Monday morning, but I want to hear something that might change the way I approach my job for the rest of my life. That's what I want from Brewhead because I want something philosophical because it's the weekend that, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't object to it. If so, you know, if there are a couple of presentations, which are somebody saying, this is something I did and it really worked, you know, we can often get something out of that, even if it's not really our area, you know, you know, I always learn a lot from colleagues in early years, even though that's never been my job, but the way they do things is, is useful and different. You know, I think, just, yeah, absolutely. But I think, I think anyway, the yeah, brew. I don't want something that I can use in my classroom. I want something that makes me think. But absolutely. It's, it's my weekend. And I think, I think, I think that's it. I think. I, 
I, I like I like that. Well, you you and I are curious, intellectually curious people, as are most yeah. of the people we 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 choose to spend our time with at, at things like Brewheads or or and 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 most of the people who went on Saturday are intellectually curious people, and 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 I'm sure most people who go to research heads are too. But what happens on the twits, and it isn't good. And we know we could talk about this every week for the rest of it for eternity so long as social media exists is that i suppose what happens is that you know naomi fish is a clinical psychologist so so she sees children who are in a messy dark place and yeah. and that's her worldview so she sees she sees the children who are um lucy are you really wanting to join lucy said invite you as a speaker lucy i'm very happy to join you i reckon she clicked that by mistake she often clicks it by mistake. Hi, Lucy. It's always lovely to have you listening. Did you want to join? Try joining again if you do want to join, Lucy, because I'm very happy no, to bring you in. You know me. She's you know not. me. <laughs> just okay. Um, so, um, so, but I think the the what you know. So, so Naomi's position is, you know, she she is representing um, from I suppose the perspective a, a it's a vociferous minority. In, in the whole system, I suppose. And and perhaps, you know, the, but, but it's not really, from James Mannion's perspective, it isn't really a vociferous minority. One third of children feel like they're failing in our education system all the time. And, and no matter how you dress up a three or a four or a two at GCSE is not a fail. It's just, you know, it, it makes, if you feel, if you're getting less than 30% in every single test that you do through your education mm -hmm. process, and, you know, by the time you, you realise that, that not everyone else is in that situation, you know, that's a that, that's not a healthy place to be. Now, I I can't speak with any authority on this because I I am you know I, I kind of I'm not I don't think I'm at my best when I'm teaching children who find learning really really hard. I I have to say that I'm I think I'm I'm more of a sort of inspirer and and you know bouncing off quick ideas off off minds that are quite sparky. And I, I think I'm I'm better at teaching teaching the top top third than I am at teaching the bottom third. You know that's 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 my that's me, you know. Um, but I do think that that we we just sort of let this this happen, and it it's it's not, and we sort of uh, it, it's crazy, and and so I think I think that, but I can see how people who are very very invested in our current system or are consultants and are making money out of our current system of trying to make it better um, are going to be a bit defensive about people people who, who who snipe at it from the sidelines, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I find that really, that is a really bad habit of people who are, I, I think, you know, and, and there's some really good, wise people, you know. It, it is a lot of the the more, um, you know, the, 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 the knowledge-rich, direct instruction, you know, that whole thing and 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 it's it's i'm not anti it i think it's very important a lot of the time but just it isn't the only way and and i think but people are trying to prop up this this system and and, it's a and yeah shame, isn't it? it's a terrible shame it's a terrible shame and, and, and there's people trying to prop it up and, i could have done the levelers i could have done there's only one well, yeah, I can't do it. Voice yeah and, and it is it's just a shame because because it's not it it's yes i, I people like me are, I'm a bit of a dreamer 
and and there's a part of me that's a bit of a disruptor. I'm not much of a I'm not a big fan of preserving the status quo because I think the status quo is a bit boring and it's nice to have something to kick against and 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 but but I think that the the a lot of people are so invested and this applies to politics as well of course is so invested in the status quo um and and do well from it and 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 don't, therefore don't question it and also realize and I, and suppose they are pragmatists in the sense that there's very little money and very little imagination and very little collective agreement likely to be to do anything a different way particularly anyway so mm-hmm. so um that's so that's 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 the point isn't it i suppose that people get frustrated that there's just this sort of what i suppose could be a vociferous minority um you know, kicking off when actually, you know, most people are all right. But I, I don't think most people are all right. I, I, I think that's wrong. I think, I think there's a mirage that 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 things are all right. You know, because because most children come to school and most children get a few GCSEs and mm-hmm. most children, you know, conform. We conform because we have to conform because that's 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 the only way of living life in the twenty first century. And not not sort of you know without dropping out or, or getting arrested, um, we we conform because oh, it's. We could drop out, though, couldn't we? We could buy that big old truck. I want to buy a big old comma truck and go yeah. and live in Heartland with with um at um with old um Ian Warwick um at yeah. Gifted and Talented. We're all gonna we're gonna set up a little commune down in Heartland, Ed. You think we do that well? I mean, I I don't think we could all live on the one truck. No, I think we might want a truck each. I think yeah. I think I'd like a truck to myself. I stayed, um, you know, I, do you remember about this time last year? Maybe I got a Airbnb, one of them trucks, great big British Leyland, I think it was. I stayed in it for the weekend with Douglas. I thought it was beautiful, you know. It had like hippie drapes, woodwork, you know. Douglas was not impressed. He said that the whole place shook when I snored, worse than the house. He said, so. um that's something to bear in mind because we're all three gentlemen of a certain age. Yeah, I think uh, you have to you have to consider these things, don't you? Yes. When you're thinking about your dropout hippie life, you don't consider the snoring, but I think it would soon become quite a feature. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as the, I mean, you know, it depends if the local cockerel's drowning it out or anything. Um, there, oh. there were some people who moved to Heartland from from the city, I think, from London, and sued a local farmer for their yeah. for their. <laughs> cockerel waking them up I and mean, well you know go to bed earlier or don't move to the countryside you well, talks yeah you know people people across the road from me bought chickens not long ago and i they well, are irritating they are chickens are irritating in so many ways yeah um but they do taste delicious and well, exactly. that, yeah yeah and we, we're over time ed and, and you're you're too croaky to sing can you can you oh, play us and play us out with um something um Something that I don't know. Prevents the see, show. Oh, by some chance, my room is full of ukuleles and guitars. Who knew? Is that near enough? Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. Sorry, I'm not laughing at you coughing. I'm just it's laughing at the fact cough, that you've done it? a radio show whilst not sounding like you should have done a radio show.
was that? There you go, bit of John Dowland. Nice. Lovely. That was that was autumnal, Ed. <laughs> it was autumnal. It was melancholic, certainly. Love that yeah. tune. Love that tune. You should hear it played um, well. You'd like it. Um, when you're when you're feeling um like singing and playing, I think um Nick Drake's quite autumnal oh, next week. Nick Drake. If it yeah, been five Nick leaves Drake. left. Yeah. Or or um I just I love Pink Moon Pink Moon's I think my favourite album of his, just him and a guitar. Um Yeah, they need the strings. I always think it's the same with Sandy Denny, I think. If we could have those recordings with the strings stripped away, I think I'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. Oh, those yeah. are both Joe Boyd um, productions, aren't they? And I think Joe was a bit of a sucker for a lush string. And I think it's yeah. a shame. I think he actually obscured I agree. Some... It's the same reason I'm not, you know, I love Neil Young, but I'm not a big fan of, of some of the strings and orchestration on, on Harvest. I think I think it's better when it's just time, Neil. When's Harvest? Is that about 71? Harvest 72. Harvest 72. Harvest 72. So it was just around that time, wasn't it? We've got this yeah. sort of folky singer-songwriter thing, but we've got to try and add some value somewhere i think it yeah. is you know how do we add value to this and that, they thought lush strings was doing it and i don't think lush strings does it i want to say my counterpoint to that is that amazing if you haven't got it get it travelogue album from uh, Joni mitchell which came out a few years ago which she covers her hits but with this lush 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 orchestral arrangements yeah. that really add a dimension it can go either way is guess what i'm saying it can Horses, for courses. For courses. Um, right, Ed. Well, thank you. I think I'm really grateful that you've you we, we we that you've done this show whilst clearly not sounding your best. Um, but it's always lovely to hear you and and to chat about. And I think we've had a pretty good chat about education and and education conferences and 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 people over representing their position on Twitter, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, yeah. Anyway, always a pleasure. Who knows what we'll chat about next week. Probably more of the same sort of stuff, no doubt. Um, take care. Have a good week, my friend. And everybody else who's listening and listening back, you also have a good week. And um, we'll speak to you next Wednesday. See you all, everybody. Have a lovely week. bye bye Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.